Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan. I'll be your host for the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started, all the details in these podcasts are personal experiences, each woman with her own opinions and thoughts on pregnancy and birth. While I hope that you find some useful advice in this podcast, you should always speak with a medical professional before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth care, and this platform is simply used to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. Let's get into the episode. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Alice Brooking. Alice will talk about her experience with wanting a natural birth, meconium in her waters, and also the hypnobirthing techniques she found really helpful. I know you'll enjoy this episode, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. Hi, Alice. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family, what you're up to at the moment, where you live? Yep. My name's Alice and I'm 27. Apart from being a mum, I do a few different things. I work for Sans Perel, um, which is a fashion and lifestyle website. And we also do social media and I'm also an interior plasterer. So I was doing that for about five and a half years before having Thomas. And now I've just, I'm just getting back into it. So that's cool. Some um, I see that on your Instagram sometimes. <laughs> It's good. It's good. I like, um, I like being, I don't know, physical. Yeah. Can <laughs> you cool. say that? <laughs> and then my partner is David and he's 28 and a builder. We're quite a good team being a builder. He's a yeah, builder awesome. and I'm a plasterer. Yeah. And then we've got Thomas who's just turned two and he's a real little character. <laughs> and we live in rural dairy flat, Auckland. So yeah. Very nice. Awesome. Yeah. And had you and David been together long before you started talking about having children or had you always wanted a family? What was your thoughts there? Um, we'd actually, before having Thomas, we were only together, I think, four months, maybe four mm-hmm. and a half months. But before meeting David, I thought that I didn't want kids. I was, yeah. I thought that they were going to be a burden, that my life would just be over. Um, like I didn't have a very good outlook on, on children, which is very strange to me now to think back that I was like that. (laughs) But then all of a sudden, since meeting David, I, I felt like a strong, a really strong urge to have a child. And my whole outlook just kind of flipped upside down to the complete opposite. And we started off by saying, oh, maybe in four years we could look at having a child. (laughs) And then that went to, oh, maybe two years. And then, it, and then that went to, oh, if it happens, it happens. And then we had one kind of scare where, well, not really scare, but where I took the morning after pill. And then a couple of weeks mm-hmm. later, we just sort of 
knew what we were doing and didn't really prevent things. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's when I got pregnant. Awesome. And so, yeah, how really long, <laughs> yeah, amazing. How far along were you when you found out that you were pregnant? Did you have sort of early symptoms that gave you a sign or did you just take a test because you'd missed a period? Um, well, I, I knew that night that I was definitely pregnant because I, I just knew and I had yeah. pretty crazy dreams that night. And so I was basically just waiting until it would show up on a pregnancy test. So we found <laughs> yeah. out together uh, in the bathroom at two weeks and oh, wow. we were both really happy crying, happy tears. But up until then, I had I, I had more dreams where my grandma was in there um, mm. saying that I was pregnant. So yeah. it wasn't really a surprise. We were hoping, we yeah. were hoping that I was pregnant. Wow, that's yeah. so interesting that you had all of those dreams. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a bit um, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, did you have a plan of sort of where you thought you might want to deliver or if you wanted to go through a hospital or birth care, had you thought about that before then? It's quite funny because as much as beforehand that I thought that I didn't want kids, I was very knew what I would want if I did have a kid. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted, um, I wanted it to be as natural as possible with no interference um, no drugs and just to like, yeah, just as natural as possible. Cool. And did you know if you wanted to go sort of through the hospital midwives or if you thought you might do it privately through a doctor or? Um, yeah, just a midwife. We just, yeah, I found cool. a nice midwife who was really supportive of having it as natural as possible. Yeah. Cool. And did you have many other symptoms throughout your pregnancy? I didn't get any morning sickness, thankfully. Yeah. And it's lucky. Yeah, very. I know. <laughs> I had a really great pregnancy, and I know that yeah. a lot of people don't. So, <laughs> but I, yeah. I didn't really even get that tired. I maybe had because you can you can get quite tired at the start, but I only yeah. probably had maybe two naps, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't. Yeah, maybe a little bit of heartburn near the very end. I was yeah. eating heaps near the end. Definitely near the end. I know end. that you mentioned as well that you do a plant-based diet that you were doing throughout the pregnancy as well as... Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So I had no issues with that. Everything, all my levels were fine, apart from just at the very end where my iron was a bit low. But okay. throughout the yeah. whole thing, it was great. And were you taking yeah. supplements or anything like that along with a plant-based diet or you just found that that was fine until then? Well, I was taking um, I was taking a vegan prenatal vitamin uh-huh. and... And I would take Floridex, which is yep. like the iron, the iron liquid. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And so you didn't have too many symptoms or sort of issues throughout your pregnancy. Did you go to any antenatal classes or birthing classes at all before you went into labor? I went to, well, David and I both went to a birth class at North Shore Hospital and it was free. And I kind of went because if I didn't go, I would have been wondering what they would tell me hmm, what you so, missed. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're a first time mum, you, you have lots of questions. And so yeah. I think it's good to go, but also yeah. at the same time, not necessary now looking back on it. And I know you mentioned that you did um, read a hypnobirthing book as well. Did you do that sort of throughout your pregnancy? Yeah. 
So that's another thing. Throughout my whole pregnancy, after reading the hypnobirthing book, I made a really conscious effort of keeping my jaw and face relaxed. So every time I would find myself tensing, I would just make a conscious effort to relax it because apparently um, if you've got a relaxed face, it relaxes relaxes everything down there, which makes the whole birthing process and labor um, a lot. I don't want to say easier, but things sort of dilate a bit better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, And how many weeks were you when you sort of – went into labor do you want to talk us through that so I was 41 weeks in one day and that last week in one day feel like it just goes on (laughs) forever now looking back on it I wish I just relaxed during that time because as soon as the baby's here it's full on you just it's just straight into it so my waters went at about midnight and I was lying in bed and felt myself starting to to wee but I couldn't stop it, and it was a very strange feeling. So I went to the bathroom and realized that it was my waters. So I rushed out and woke David up, and he got a huge fright. And because we had an open home the next day, David, his first sort of reaction was, we've got to clean, <laughs> and he started vacuuming. So he was vacuuming, and I was like, yeah. David, what are you doing? My waters have just broken. <laughs> <laughs> and he was rushing around trying to sort out the house. <laughs> and then I that there was meconium in the waters, so they were a bit green. So that's baby's okay. first poo, which can mean yeah. that they could be a bit distressed. I was kind of in a bit of denial over there being meconium and mm-hmm. because it meant that I probably wouldn't be able to go to um, the Walkworth Birthing Centre like I had hoped uh, um, okay. for like yeah. – for a water birth, because that's what I'd originally planned. So I rang the midwife, and she told me that I should just go straight to the hospital. She had already been there for, I think, 24 hours, so like a whole day with somebody else, which meant that I had to have a backup um, midwife, which was fine. She made sure that she was, like, um, all natural and knew, knew what I wanted and was supportive of that. David had to go and get gas. So he went, he was off to get gas and he only got maybe um, a minute down the road before I called him back and said that we had to go now. So we had to get gas on the way to the hospital. Yeah, my waters leaked all through the car. We had towels down, but that didn't really do anything. And I had, yeah, like all sorts of as much padding as I could to try and keep it in, but it just, it just went everywhere. And then walking into the hospital, it was going everywhere. It was embarrassing, (laughs) but there weren't many people around, so that's fine. Um, So, yeah, I got in there, and they got me up on the bed and put a monitoring thing around my tummy and realized that his heart rate was dropping with every contraction. Yeah, so that was a bit concerning. At that same time, she gave me a bit of a stretch and sweep to kind of, I think I was four centimetres dilated and just got it a bit more to kind of hopefully speed things along. Interestingly enough, when I walked to the birth room from where I was being monitored, everything went back to normal. So it must have been um, getting up, like standing upright, kind of maybe shifted things around and made it easier for Thomas 
and then his heart rate went back to normal with each contraction, but I still had to be monitored through the whole thing, which was okay, but it was just a bit annoying having having a thing around your tummy. Yeah. But that's the least, you know. Not gonna worry about that. Then we went to the to the birthing room and everything was fine. I just labored on a birthing ball and then went into the shower room um, to kind of get a little bit of the water birth because I had wanted a water birth. Yeah. So I wanted water. So David was in charge of spraying the water on my back and we were in there for maybe three, maybe three hours we were in the shower and we nearly oh, flooded wow. the whole bathroom. It started coming <laughs> out. The midwife had put like this kneeling pad down uh, and yeah. it, had, it was covering the plug. To, yeah, turning the bathroom into a bit of a bath. Yeah. And how but did you find being was, showered? Did you like that? Yeah, that helped a lot. Yeah. That helped so much. Yeah, the water on on your back, the lower back really helps. Yeah, while I was in the shower, I was things were starting to get quite intense and I decided to um, ask for some gas, uh, which was quite good. I knew I know that I didn't initially want anything but once you're in it you just have to do what you have to do really to yeah. get through so I got the gas which helped take the edge off things but yeah. I'm sure it was maybe it would have obviously helped but I think a lot maybe was a placebo but if it helps yeah. it helps so yeah. yeah of course and were you still trying to do the um, hypnobirthing techniques of the relax planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns face throughout that time as well yes through the whole laboring process I yeah. kept my face relaxed yeah it was it was a real like challenge and you have to stay really focused but I managed to do the whole thing with no I didn't scrunch my face I didn't do yeah. any awesome. crying which I was very proud of myself for that yeah. yeah so I remember going through the stage that they call transition, which is when mm-hmm. things can get really overwhelming and you start to think, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. It's, you know, too hard. I remember going through that and that's when I asked what's the next best pain relief. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, an epidural. And I said, no way, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to do that. And so I realized, and she said that I'm going, you're going through transition. It means that things are really starting to move along um it's a good thing so I just you know pushed through with a relaxed face (laughs) so yeah then I started when I was in the shower still I felt started to feel like I needed to do a poo so that meant that was a good sign that meant baby was coming I sort of started to feel like I needed to push and then I moved into the out of the shower and into the um birthing room and sort of knelt on the ground um, with my arms on the bed and was just laboring there for a little bit. So at about 4 a.m., the midwife, my win- midwife that I was supposed to have came in to visit me. She'd already been with another lady for 24 hours and just had a hard 
day and night. So she was going home. But anyway, about that time, I had to have IV antibiotics, which I was not keen for because I tested positive for group B strep. So I had to have the antibiotics, but I managed to just get one dose when they they wanted me to have a dose, I think like uh, every four hours. But luckily, I wasn't in labor long enough. So yeah, I only okay. had one. And then after all after all of that, I went up onto the bed and we put the um, head of the bed in. We propped it up and then I just went on all fours and started. That's when the pushing started. So David was standing at the head like next to me up at the head end with a cup of water and a straw. And that was his little job and that was that was great. So he just gave me a drink of water whenever I wanted it. Yeah, so I was only pushing for 16 minutes and pushing is so intense, so crazy powerful. It's a really powerful experience. It sort of takes everything that you have in you yeah. to get that baby out. It's like I can't I can't even explain how intense it is. The people talk about the ring of fire, which is yeah. when the head's just coming out. And that's very that's a very good explanation for it. <laughs> um yeah that's that's quite bad. But I found the contractions worse than the ring of fire. Like people worry, in my opinion, people worry about tearing before you have mm-hmm. a baby. Like I was worried about tearing, but yeah. tearing doesn't even enter into your head. It's not really something you're worried about at the time. And you don't yeah. even feel it, to be honest, because mm-hmm. that's, yeah, you don't even feel if you're tearing. So I had, I got a little tear, but not enough to warrant any stitches or anything. Okay. And I'm sure that because I was so relaxed in my, <clears throat> in my face that that's why I didn't tear more. So I was adamant on having um, delayed cord clamping, and we also did no vitamin K. So that's an injection of vitamin K that they give the baby that is supposed to help their blood um, clot and get yeah. thicker just in case they um, have a trauma and they can, you know, bleed that you don't want them bleeding out really fast but um from my research I decided that I didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. which I I don't regret that was the that was the right decision for us yeah so delayed cord clamping that was great it took maybe 20 minutes I think for it to go white and that was great decision very glad that we did that and then after cord was white then the placenta came out, and that came and that out was, fine. I didn't need uh-huh. anything yeah, to help me. Cool. Oh, I lost a little bit of blood. That's something. I lost, like, a borderline amount of blood, but not. they weren't too worried. I think if I lost a bit more, then they would have been worried. But And that was after the fine. placenta I was co- or in between the birth and birthing yeah. the placenta? I think, yeah, I think just by the end of the whole process. Yeah, I think after the placenta came out. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a blur around that time. I thought that once Thomas came out that I would be crying, I would be, you know, just ecstatic, but it was a yeah. strange feeling of just calmness. I didn't do any yeah. crying, even though I was really happy. I was just kind of like, right, the baby's here. That's amazing. What's like, what's next? I kind of feel like it might be a bit of a survival mechanism, it, like maybe way back in the day. Like once the baby's here, you have to 
protect the baby. Like you don't have time to be like crying and yeah. um, all of that thing. I don't know. It was a very strange thing. I thought yeah. I thought that I would be different. And did Thomas latch sort of reasonably quickly after he was born, or how was your sort of initial breastfeeding experience? Yeah. So he, oh, we did we did skin to skin straight away. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he latched on basically straight away and fed, I think, for about an hour. Yeah, he was great. He was a really great oh, feeder. boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you know um, you were having a boy during your pregnancy? I forgot to ask. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. We found out. But I kind of knew already, like I had a feeling. Yep. And so you spent how long? Did you spend a night in the hospital or did you go straight home that day? They told us that I had two hours. We had two hours to basically get out of the hospital room. And then we went up to, to Walkworth Birthing Centre and spent, I think, maybe three nights there. And Walkworth Birthing Centre is amazing. I highly yep. recommend it. They look after you for absolutely everything. They're, awesome. The nurses are on call. Um, they help you with feeding. Make sure you like the baby's latch is fine. Any questions? Yeah, they help you with their first bath. They feed you really good. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, yeah, cool. And so you went home after those three days in the birthing center. How was the next two weeks, or you know, next month or so for you? How was your recovery from birth and your sort of breastfeeding journey from there? It was good. It's it's very overwhelming yeah. with a newborn because you're just like you're just thrown into it. And after going through the birth and labor process, you're already tired. It feels like you've run a marathon. And my yeah. and my birth was only six hours and yeah. I think like sixteen minutes long. I can't I can't imagine what it would be like for people who are laboring for like a day and a bit. Yeah. yeah so you're just throwing in. So it's very overwhelming and intense because you're just so tired. But it was good. It was good. I didn't experience – I maybe had a couple of emotional moments. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get any baby blues. And feeding – feeding was going good, but it got very painful. Like your nipples getting used to it and they can get yeah. cracked and a bit raw. So I found something that helped me was nipple shields. Okay. And yep. some people will say, you know, don't use them because it causes, you know, excess air and the baby can take in air. Mm-hmm. But I used them and I found them great just to get me through that little bit for my nipples to heal because it felt yep. like razor blades. It felt yeah. like every time he fed, I was just, it was razor blades coming out. It was so bad. Yeah. So that got me through. And I highly recommend just using them just even a couple of weeks on and off just to kind of get your nipples healed. I can fully see why some people give up eating at that point. Yeah, it's very, it can be very painful. And how long did you end up breastfeeding Thomas for? So I'm still feeding him Mm -hmm. and he's just turned two. So... I'm I'm really happy about that, even though yeah, awesome. some people have thought maybe I should not be doing that or feeding yeah. for that long, but it's yeah. actually now recommended. Try, you know, if you can. If you yeah, can. of course. Because I was worried. Um, you have worries yeah. before they're here. And while you're pregnant, you have all sorts of worries. You have worries that you think you're not going to 
be able to breastfeed, that you're not going to connect with them. I had worries, those worries, and I also worried about changing nappies and thinking like, I've never changed a nappy before. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Yeah. Like really strange nap, uh, sorry, really strange worries, worries that I had um, before, like while I was pregnant, are just like null and void once they're here. So it's funny spending all of that time worrying when it's just not really, it's not really anything. Yeah. But you don't know that until you go through it. No, of course. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned obviously you're still breastfeeding <laughs> Thomas and he's two. Have you got your period back while you've been breastfeeding or not yet? Um, I got it back when he was about 18 months, I okay. think. Yeah. So I got a, I got quite a good run. I think of not having yeah. to deal with that. Yeah. But now it's it's back and it's really it's not um regular. So sometimes okay. yeah. I think it it was like fifty something days in between the periods and I thought, Oh, I'm pregnant again but yeah. there wasn't really any chance of that happening. Yeah. But it was just it's just not really sorted out yet. Something that I learned from the whole pregnancy and birth experience well not really learned but more I have a a greater um, appreciation for life and the value of life and and woman and motherhood and everything to do with basically creation yeah just yeah just existence you know living it's I just have a whole different perspective and appreciation for it even to the point of like you know, looking at bugs or looking at, I remember looking at a little spider and <laughs> seeing all her little babies and the web that she'd woven and just like, that is amazing. Yeah, and I, it's pretty awesome, I pretty like life-changing. But it, yeah, I thought, I thought like that before, but once you go through that, it's just on a deeper level. Awesome. And do you think that you'll have any more babies or you think Thomas has just completed your little family? I think we'll have probably one more. Not yet, though. No. (laughs) We've got some things we need to do first. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't wait. It basically consumes my mind. Yeah. (laughs) David probably doesn't know that. No. (laughs) But having another child consumes me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure it will happen for you one day. We'll look forward to the... uh, announcement on Instagram at some stage. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Alice. I've really enjoyed hearing your birth story and I know that our listeners will too. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.